Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. This is the EWN Radio Network. Society has programmed us to think that health is just a, a thing that wanes over time and that we never get it back. And I really saw that, wow, with that mindset, I was resigning myself to the notion that I could never regain the flexibility in the foot that I had broken or regain the flexibility in the knee that I broke in a car accident last year. Cue music. Places, everybody places. We're starting in three, two. It's time for Life Interrupted Radio, a show dedicated to practical skills for your mind, body, and soul. We're hoping we'll go in one ear and stay there. Here's the host of the show, Sharon Saylor. Welcome to this special series we're featuring here on Life Interrupted Radio, where we look at the rise of autoimmune disorders. The NIH estimates nearly 24 million Americans have an autoimmune disorder. To put that in perspective, cancer affects about 9 million and heart disease up to 22 million. You'll be as surprised as I was to find out what autoimmune entails. I brought together top experts that range from doctors, specialists, nutritionists, researchers, and even those recovering from autoimmune to bring you the latest, most up-to-date information about autoimmunity and how to live your life uninterrupted. So let's get started. Welcome everyone to Life Interrupted Radio. I'm your host, Sharon Saylor from SharonSaylor.com, and as always, it's my weekend here, and I hope it's your weekend too. I'm curled up with my favorite green tea. And what are you curled up with tonight? Tonight we're going to be talking about influence. And so I went to the expert, Teresa Dagroba, and she is an international speaker sought after by entrepreneurs and large corporations alike in how to understand all sorts of things from word-of-mouth influence and how you can suddenly turn that viral into meeting the people that you want to meet, how to influence well, we'll just say how to influence your whole life. She has a fabulous new book out called Mass Influence, and we're going to be pulling that from that a little bit. Shared with me that she's willing to tell us how we're going. We can do it for ourselves as well. So we're going to learn a little bit how to have influence in our business, and then also how to be self advocates, how to influence, use our influence to get what we need in our own healthcare as well. She does have an interesting health journey that she'll share a little bit about with us and how she used her mass influence skills to find out what was going on with her and to get her life back the way she wanted it to be. So thank you for being on Life Interrupted Radio, Teresa. Oh, it's great to be here, Sharon. Thank you so much. Well, I know that you are just one busy woman, and no one would think that you'd had a health challenge the way that you're all around the world, just <laughs> being influential as the chair of the Evolutionary Business Council, writing books. I, I forget how this mass influence is. What book is this now? 
It's my fourth bestseller. It, yeah. It's your fourth bestseller. Well, congratulations. I read it from top to bottom, and there were so many points in here. I know we always look for the things that are talking to our lives when we read books, and there were so many points in here that as I was reading through it, I'm like, oh, yeah, you could use that with a healthcare pro- care professional as well, and you could use this there. So <laughs> we'll get into that, but share a little bit about your interesting health journey. Well, you know, my biggest health challenge probably also happened around my biggest life transition, too. You know, I had what I would now affectionately call my really bad year about 15 years ago now. And, uh, you know, I can laugh at it now because looking back on it, I, I now know it was truly the best thing that ever happened to me. And at the time, it was just a nightmare. You know, in the space of the first six months of that year, my father had passed away, my marriage had ended, my business had failed, and my health was in a complete tailspin, you know. And, you know, the interesting thing about some health challenges is they can be really hard to diagnose, right? You know, I had lost the ability to eat, really. Uh, You know, almost everything I ate, I was throwing up. And, I, you know, I had dropped 40 pounds. Oh, my gosh. You have nothing to, that, I mean, that would be, make you nothing, my dear. <laughs> I know. I was down to a meager 90 pounds, which for a five foot six inch woman is basically skeleton. And it was, they. we finally figured out I couldn't eat corn. Oh my gosh, corn is hidden in everything. It's a thicker and a, a, a filler and everything. And I had to go on a complete exclusion diet to find out what it was that I couldn't eat. And at the same time, I had this cascading effect going on. You know, they thought I might have yuppie flu or something like that because I was tired all the time. They were really having difficulty diagnosing because, you know, when you lose the ability to eat corn, it, it can be a symptom of several other major diseases. Several major cancers would cause you to stop being able to digest corn. So I was having to go for various enemas and various radiology treatments. And, you know, after a year of this, you know, I I finally was sitting teary-eyed in my doctor's office one day, and he was saying, well, there's one more test we could send you for. And he said, I'm going to give it to you straight. He says, you're either dying or you've just lost the ability to digest corn, and you just can't eat corn for the rest of your life because that would just basically be a pancreatic malfunction. And I said, well... If I'm dying, is there anything you can do about it? And he said, no. He, he said, we've done every other test in the world. And, um, and he says, if you're dying, then this is really serious and you've probably got less than a couple months to live. And so I, I remember looking at him and saying, oh. well, I guess I'm just going to go have a couple of really good months then and we'll see where I'm at. at the-. And it was one of those very empowering choices. I just decided I don't want the test. I don't want to know if I'm dying. I just want to live my life like every moment matters. And uh, it was such a firm moment of commitment for me because I, you know, I had already had a lot of practice at getting really intentional about everything that I put in my mouth to avoid eating any kind of processed foods because just about every processed food out there has cornstarch in it. I also started getting really intentional about like, am I actually really enjoying the food I am putting in my mouth? You know, I'd, I'd been taking on this whole woe is me, my life sucks. Look at how everything's fallen apart. My marriage has ended and I miss my dad who's passed. So I spent two months, you know, really getting serious about what do I want my life to look like? You know, and if I only have two months, believe it or not, during that time, I actually enrolled to go back to school. Wow. I decided that I was going to live and I signed up to do a mediation certificate at the Justice Institute, which is kind of like the Harvard for mediators. 
and I, and I started going back to school and, um, and I started like really getting serious about my yoga and my meditation and my health as a whole. And I started realizing the gift in what was going on because whether or not I was dying, I was either going to live an amazing two months or I was going to live an amazing rest of my life. But there was a gift in this. Oh, that's you know, there was a real gift in having to get that present. And as it turns out, <laughs> the good news is here I am 15 years later and I'm pretty sure it's just that I no longer produce the enzyme that digests corn. And, uh, and that's okay. You know, I've actually seen a number of now... Um, Chinese medicine doctors around it, which have really, you know, made the situation markedly better. You know, since that time, I've been introduced to holistic medicine and am now a huge fan of what a lot of holistic healers do. I'm so glad that this happened because it just had me take stock of my whole life, had me take stock that I wasn't happy, that I really wanted to start doing something that gave my life meaning and giving back to the world. And, and truthfully, since that day, my, my life has gotten more and more turned on and amazing ever since. Well, that's so exciting to hear. I'm still going through the health journey. However, I have to agree with you. I often think there's so many things I can look at that I changed right at the diagnosis or shortly thereafter that sometimes people say, do you wish you had your old life back? And I said, no, I'm a much nicer person now. <laughs> Yeah, it's really hard to take things for granted when you start to realize that, you know, how fragile your health can be. And at the same time, you know, the the neat thing about going through that is I really decided that I don't want to be like the frog in boiling water. You know how they say if you put a, a frog in a pot of boiling water and and let it boil slowly, the frog will never jump out. Whereas if you throw a a frog in a pot of water that's already boiling, it'll jump out immediately and save itself, right? And I think our health becomes that. I really noticed over the last 10 years how often I would find myself saying, oh, I injured my knee, I guess I'm never getting that knee back, or, you know, I've had to change my diet, I guess, you know, that health is gone now. And I started noticing how often I did that, and and I started realizing, no, wait a second, because if I was 17, I wouldn't be assuming that that was now a permanent state of being for my life. I would just assume that it was a temporary condition and that my health was coming back. But something starts to happen as we get into our second 50. Society has programmed us to think that health is just a a thing that wanes over time and that we never get it back. And, And I really saw that, wow, with that mindset, I was resigning myself to the notion that I could never regain the flexibility in the foot that I had broken or regain the flexibility in the knee that I broke in a car accident last year, that I could never, um, you know, lose the weight that I had gained or or get rid of the wrinkles on my skin because I had done rapid weight gain and loss, etc. And there were all these little things that I was resigning myself to. And, you know, the interesting thing about going through a serious health challenge is that you can make some really strong decisions about saying, no, that's not me. I intend to, you know, I can fight for my health is not the right word. You know, really aggressively go after vibrant health for the rest of my life. And I will never resign myself that anything that's wrong with my body is a per- permanent state of being. Oh, I love that, how you used your own influence skills to influence yourself, (laughs) to influence, you know, in your book you talk about being positive and that positive state of mind and the mind frame and the intention and all of that as part of your book. And I love that how you were able to do that with yourself, 
to influence yourself. Well, and, and you know, all influence starts with being authentic with yourself, right? You can't teach other people success principles or transformational principles until you go through that journey on your own. And I don't care how smart, how famous, how incredible you are, you've had to go through that journey. You know, one of the things that we really see with highly influential people, if you study them, you know, highly influential people are one of one of two types, you know, and the scary thing is the only people that don't have inner dialogue they have to overcome in order to become successful and influential are in fact sociopaths. Oh, yes. Yes. yes, yeah. Right? Yes. And and you know, so when good people don't learn how to overcome their inner conversation, don't learn how to aggressively take hold of success and influence, then basically what you're saying is you're resigning yourself to live in a world that's run by sociopaths. Like that's certainly not the world I want my kids to grow up in. I really started studying those good people that held positions of influence and started realizing that every single one of them had had to learn how to overcome their inner conversation, how to succeed in spite of those voices in your head that would tell you you're not smart enough, big enough, brave enough, uh, have enough credentials, important enough, whatever it might be, that, that stops regular good everyday heroes from doing things that would build a better world. Oh, I, that's so true. I was... I wish I could remember where I read it, but there recently there was a study put out about people who proclaimed to be experts, and they put them into two groups. And one of them was what they called the sort of uh, fake expert. That was the person who shouted the loudest of their expertise, but when you quizzed them on it, had the least expertise. And the ones that they said were the true experts, they were always saying, well, I could learn a little bit more. Or, yes, I know this much, but I have this whole vast playground over here to learn in. And I think I find that often when I find influential people, too. They're saying, well, perhaps I'm influential here, but, you know, there's always other things to bring to the table. And I always find that fascinating. I enjoy those kinds of people that are saying, yes, and I still have so much more to learn. Yeah, influential people are really genuine. Because one of the key habits of influential people, and I talk about this in the book, Mass Influence, is that they're they're really authentic. Their inner conversation is the same as what's coming out of their mouth. There's a lot of different definitions of authenticity out there, but that's mine, right? Your inner voice is saying the same thing as your outer voice. Ego is just a fear-based emotion, right? Ego comes from, what if I'm not important enough? What if I'm not smart enough? I've got to fight for that, right? And influential people have learned to calm that down and bring it to peace. And they are dedicated, lifelong learners and very Mm -hmm. humble people. They don't seek credential for the sake of credential or ego, you will see highly influential people seek credential because they know that the rest of the world needs to see those credentials in order for them to help them. You know, when I tell people I'm a four-time best-selling author, they're a lot more likely to listen to me and let me help them than if they thought I was Joe Nobody with no influence. So, you know, influential people get that credentials aren't about me. They're about the, other, the rest of the world having permission to let me help them. Oh, that's so true. I'm glad you bring that up. I find that uh, true for myself, too. When I, uh, Whenever I'm introduced as the author of or some of my other credentials, it's amazing how people are, are willing to listen, even though the message is still the same. Yeah, very true. It's, it's fascinating 
sometimes I always have to remind myself when I'm the person listening or the person in the audience and not falling into that trap, let's listen to the message here and see how it can influence me to the better, to the good, and help everybody along or otherwise. (laughs) I think sometimes sociopaths do sort of stand out after a while, but sometimes it takes a little flushing out. And I... (laughs) Yeah, you can usually recognize them, though. In your book, you have this marvelous quote. I have to be honest, I didn't see the movie After Earth with Will Smith, but uh, I love this quote about the character that when he turns to face his son, he says, fear is not real. It is a product of your thoughts you create. Do not misunderstand me. Danger is very real, but fear is a choice. And I love that quote because I was thinking now, so many times I'm not in any, what I want to quote, put in air quotes, real danger. You know, there's no saber-toothed tiger chasing me. But my, a lot of times my mind plays games on me about danger, such as it takes a lot of bravery to show up real. What are some tips you can give for us to get clear on, you know, what we stand for and what's real? Yeah, I mean, that's so true, right? Most of us, that inner conversation that we have was invented by a very young version of us. And so a lot of your fears are seen through the filter that a two-year-old you or a three-year-old you or a five-year-old you invented, right? And most of them, you know, and this is most pronounced if you're a youngest sibling, like I have this in spades, right? Because I'm the youngest of nine kids. Oh my goodness. So people people in, in the younger part of the birth order often have a lot of internal filters around looking good or not looking bad because we so want to be accepted by the older siblings, right? And and that's, you know, the interesting thing with inner conversation, it, it's not good or bad, it just is. Right, it's just something that motivates you, and so you have to realize that your fears are kind of custom tailored to you, and and a young younger version of you that loved you was just inventing them to try and protect you, right? And I can actually remember the day I invented my most significant inner conversation. You know, I was about three years old, and I, I basically grew up in a Mark Twain novel, right? I, my family used to spend our summers in a remote backwoods cabin. And uh, we're from northern Canada, not just Canada. And uh, I remember one day we were all just back from the uh, the cabin. We're all standing in our little 100-year-old house kitchen. And all my cousins are visiting. So the room is just packed and everybody's buzzing with excitement because my grandmother's taking us all to the movies, (laughs) which is a big deal, right? Because my staunchly Catholic mother is seriously concerned about the morals of movie makers, right? But someone has managed to convince her that Walt Disney isn't that bad of a guy, <laughs> and she's letting us go see the love bug, right? And I look across the room just in time to see my mother say, Teresa can't go. Oh, she's no. She's too little. Oh, no. I'm devastated. I'm completely beside myself. And what I say to myself is I'm too small to play with the big kids. And the interesting thing, that inner dialogue sticks, and I start spending all my time either desperately trying to prove that I'm not too small to play with the big kids or terrified that I am. So importance became a really important conversation to me from the age of three. And that three-year-old was just trying to look after me in the best way she knew how. Now, the really cool thing about having I'm too small to play with the big kids is an inner conversation. That spurred me to be someone who made importance important. That spurred me to be someone who studied influence and looked at how do I become a leader and how do I become influential 
And I'll, you know, early in my career, there were times that ego, aka fear, was involved in my some of spurring some of those decisions. But by and large, you know, I can attribute the fact that I became an expert on influence to that inner dialogue. Now, how cool is that? So, you know, if I would have you take away one thing, it's stop beating yourself up. Stop beating that little inner child that you're carrying around up for your inner conversation. It's not good. It's not bad. It just is. Become aware of it and learn to use it powerfully. Just don't let the three-year-old run the show. You know, when I walk out on stage in front of a thousand people, I can't let three-year-old Tessie um, be standing there with, I'm too small to play with the big kids. I just have to say to her, it's okay, Tessie, I'm in my 50s and I can handle this because we are big enough to play with the big kids. Oh, I'm glad you bring that up because, and that we all have a different self-talk, self-dialogue going on in there that just because I know what mine is and never presumed that I would know what someone else's fear is. And I love that you bring up your story of not being able to play with the big kids and how you were able to turn that around to a positive. I was told years ago that I was a polarity responder. And at first I didn't, I took kind of offense to that, but I didn't really understand what a great <laughs> response that is and that is very much when someone says you can't do it you say I'll show you <laughs> and you um, jump into doing it and I can think of numerous times where someone told me I couldn't do it in fact when I was in college and so it doesn't have to be a little three-year-old story this was a story when I was in college when the dean of the school said Sharon you're never going to make it in this industry two years after graduating I actually was designing, doing design work for a conference given by the Clinton White House. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, that, that was a good thing. The, that part of me, that little part of me that says, hmm, that's not true, I'll show you, kicked into gear. So I love that we're able to take these stories in our head and switch them around to, okay, how can we use this for the positive? Yeah, it's a great example, you know, in that, um, in a way, your inner conversation is still running the show, but it's running the show to create something positive in your life, right? And, you know, I love, you know, I just invite everyone listening to think of yourself as a masterpiece, you know. I, um, I you know, I first learned this concept from my uncle. My uncle was an incredible artist, my uncle Roly. He actually trained under the Group of Seven, which is a very famous uh, art group here in Canada. And... um sitting looking at a book of masterpieces like a coffee table book with him one day and I'm pointing to these like splotches on the page of orange and pink that like have no business being there in these paintings and I'm asking him Uncle Roly is is that a, a mistake in the painting and he would hold the book up and stand back a few feet and he'd say what do you think does it look like a mistake and I would say no the painting's gorgeous and he says you know it's people are a lot like that it's those things that up close you might think of as flaws or mistakes that actually make the masterpiece and create the diversity that is, you know, the, the exquisite human being. And he said, people are just like this, Teresa. We're all perfect in all our imperfections. And that so stuck with me. You know, I, I think I was only about 10 years old at the time he said that to me. And it became a paradigm for how I live my life to start to see people as perfect in all their imperfection and that the imperfection is actually part of the mosaic that makes us wonderfully exquisite human beings. 
Oh, that that's such a lovely, beautiful, profound quote. Share it one more time because it just gave me goosebumps, Teresa. Oh, it, it was just that we can look at people as perfect in all their imperfections. Oh, I love that. I love that. That's, <laughs> that's one of those that I could see how that even when you said it was just 10, uh, you know, you were just 10, how that's one of those that just gives me goosebumps when I think about the true deep meaning of it. Mm, my goodness. Thank you for sharing that. We need to take a quick commercial break, but we'll be back in just a minute. When we come back, Teresa's going to share with us some more great ideas from her newest bestseller called Mass Influence. So we'll be back in just a moment. Life Interrupted Radio will return after these messages from our sponsors. It's great sponsors like these that keep this show coming to you every week. Be sure and stop by LifeInterruptedRadio.com to learn more. This episode is brought to you by MindfulnessInActionBook.com. To get your free four-minute guided meditation to relax, refresh, and renew in just four minutes, and who doesn't have four minutes? Stop by MindfulnessInActionBook.com now. This guided meditation is in handy MP3 format, so you can use it anywhere, anytime. Download it now at MindfulnessInActionBook.com. Do you want to be a better leader, have better relationships, become more self-aware, be a better communicator? Hi, I'm Sharon Saylor, best-selling author, professional speaker, and executive coach. And my life passion is empowering professionals to be the best that they can be. After years of working with professionals, I've discovered the seven things nobody is telling you that can cost you your clients, sales, and even your career. And I want to give it to you free. You've heard my show. You know my passion. And maybe we'll be working together sooner rather than later. So go grab this ebook now to find out the seven things that's costing you big time. Over at SharonSailor.com forward slash radio gift. Welcome back, everyone. We're here with Teresa D. Globaugh and her latest bestseller called Mass Influence, The Habit of, of the Highly Influential. And it's a fabulous book. And I have to say, Teresa, I, and I mean this in all sincerity, it's an easy read. I love easy reads. <laughs> I was able to. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You know, I wanted to make it an easy read for regular people because, you know, one of the the premises I live my life on, I love the Margaret Mead quote that says, never believe that a few caring people can't change the world, for indeed, that's all who ever have. It's one of my favorite quotes, and I really wrote this book with that in mind, that everyday good people and everyday heroes need to understand that influence is not something people have or don't have. Influence is a skill, and we all have a responsibility to learn it. And, you know, what I enjoyed is you have exercises in your book that absolutely just step-by-step, very easy beginning steps, although, you know, they do get a little bit more challenging as they go, but nothing that you can't do, folks. I love that you have exercises in there, and as I was working through them, I could see how they were building on one, you know, one on top of another, and I just loved them as you started to talk about ones, and one of my favorite was called Declaring Your Focus. Uh, That really took some deep thought. I know it's just three steps, but as I was walking through that, and I am influential in, you know, it took some deep thought. Well, hmm. Now, I could come up with some of the obvious ones, but I also wanted to go deeper, like, what other ways can I be influential? But share with us a little bit about 
once we realize maybe the less obvious ways we're influential, how do we? What can we do with our influence? Well, you know, and I love that you point to that example because one of the most foundational habits of influential people is that they solve a big problem for the world. And like, think about what that means for a moment, right? They stand in something big, but they give people specific actions that they can get behind. You know, I mean, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. is a great example of that. You know, at the age of 28, he became globally iconic, right? Because he made his life about racial equality, you know, and talk about standing in the biggest problem going on on the planet at the time. But he gave very specific grassroots initiatives that people could get involved in, right? They, they did the bus boycott in Montgomery, Alabama, and the march at Selma. It was concrete things that people could really wrap their head around, you know. I mm-hmm. can give you an example that's going on in business right now, right? Judy von Niekerk, who's a leader in the women's empowerment new- movement in Britain, um, is a great example of the work she's doing with the digital bra, right? Um, if you know Judy, Judy's the survivor of a horrific incest story, so powerfully recovered from all of her own trauma and emotional in- injury that she actually became a leader for women's empowerment. And one of the things that drives Judy crazy is that our generation of women think it's okay to hurt ourselves in the name of beauty, right? We wear shoes that hurt. Don't even talk to me about bikini waxing, right? <laughs> and and so Judy's standing in the problem that she wants our generation of women to stand up and teach our daughters that beautiful and sexy shouldn't have to hurt, right? But But how do you stand in that problem, right? She does it in a specific way. She created an app called the digital bra where women can scan themselves and create a custom fitting bra because one of the biggest issues for women's health is that both chiropractors and cancer researchers cite poorly fitting constricting or underwired bras as a major health risk so Judy's taken that problem on head on and it's a very specific way so people can wrap their head around it it's like okay I can change the way we think just by getting engaged in, uh, you know, supporting this product, getting onto the market. Fantastic. And we had Judy on last week. So everyone, oh, if, you wanna, yeah, if you want to learn more about Judy and her story and the fabulous The Digital Bra, uh, go to uh, check out last week's episode. It's a great example of influence. So watch what's going on with her in the coming months because you're going to see it start small, but it's going to grow. Mark my words, she's got all the makings of someone who would be highly influential. Right, and it started with just one little idea. She was <laughs> telling us how she came up with the idea, because it seemed so un, sort of, I know we were talking, I said it was sort of off the wall, but I loved how she shared that it was a deep thought and that perhaps just at that moment her bra was bothering her <laughs> and it struck her in one of those moments. So you never know sometimes as we've shared already, we never know sometimes where our life's going to go and, and what the lessons are that we can learn and share to be influential with. Which I know you're uh, so busy these days with Mass Influence, The Habits of the Highly Influential, your book, and being a bestseller now for a few weeks here. Be- before I let you go, though, I want to sh- just a couple of other things that we can do right away that will help us increase our influence in the, those areas that we want to. Well, you know, what I really want to get people to get is that influence is like breathing, right? Breathing takes up 24 hours of your day, and you don't even notice that you're doing it. And influence is a lot like that. When you get the habits, 
it's not time consuming. It just becomes something that you naturally do as you move through your day, right? And so I, what I really wanted people to get, the key principle, is that in order to become influential, just like if you want to get respect, you would give respect. If you want to become influential and, and be able to influence change in the world, give influence. And a lot of people have trouble wrapping their head around that. But the idea is endorse other influential people who deserve it, like people you authentically respect and admire Find ways to give them influence. Shout out their blog posts, help them find speaking engagements, nominate them for, for awards, and watch what happens to your own influence as you start giving influence to others, right? And I guess that this is a little bit hard for some people to wrap their head around, so I actually created a 30-day influence challenge. It's a free program. You get complimentary with my book. And by the way, um, we're setting up to give the Kindle version of my book away for free, or you can buy a hard copy. It's less than $8 on Amazon. We're basically giving it away at print cost. Um, and But the 30-Day Influence Challenge comes with the book. It's a complimentary program. It's just quick little one, two-minute videos that you watch every day that give you an idea of one of the ways you can gift out influence to other people, and then you spend a minute or two doing it. It's just a way to exercise your skill of giving influence so that you can start getting in the routine habit so that becoming influential becomes like breathing for you. You don't even think about it. You just naturally do it. Oh, I love that. Now, where can we get your book? And uh, I know you said Amazon, but uh, do you can you give us a, your URL so we can find out more information about you and uh, how to once we get the book, how to get onto that program? Yeah, if you want to get the book and the 30 Day Influence Challenge, go to massinfluencethebook.com. That's massinfluencethebook.com. And we've got different links there um, that you can get to the different Amazon sites in different countries. We'll be adding more links as more distributors have the book up. And um, you can also sign up to do the 30 Day Influence Challenge there as well because it, it really is as simple as breathing. I know you say that, but oftentimes I think people say, oh, you know, I could never do that. But we've shown here right now, folks, with Teresa's skill and her understanding of it, that, yes, you can do it. It's very easy. And I highly endorse her book, Mass Influence, The Habits of Highly Influential People. We've only been able to scratch the surface here of her book. There's a lot in here. And like I said, one of my favorite things about it is it was an easy read, meaning I was able to get the concepts really quickly and put many of them into action. And so thank you so much, Teresa, for taking time out of your busy schedule right now with the launch and the success of the book to be on Life Interrupted Radio. Oh, it's just been my pleasure, Sharon. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you for the work you're doing. It's so important. Well, thank you, everyone. We'll be back after this commercial break. Life Interrupted Radio will return after these messages from our sponsors. It's great sponsors like these that keep this show coming to you every week. Be sure and stop by LifeInterruptedRadio.com to learn more. This episode is brought to you by MindfulnessInActionBook.com. To get your free four-minute guided meditation to relax, refresh, and renew in just four minutes, and who doesn't have four minutes? Stop by MindfulnessInActionBook.com now. This guided meditation is in handy MP3 format, so you can use it anywhere, anytime. Download it now at MindfulnessInActionBook.com. Do you want to be a better leader, have better relationships, become more self-aware, 
be a better communicator? Hi, I'm Sharon Saylor, best-selling author, professional speaker, and executive coach. And my life passion is empowering professionals to be the best that they can be. After years of working with professionals, I've discovered the seven things nobody is telling you that can cost you your clients, sales, and even your career. And I want to give it to you free. You've heard my show. You know my passion. And maybe we'll be working together sooner rather than later. So go grab this ebook now to find out the seven things that's costing you big time over at SharonSailor.com forward slash radio gift. Oh my goodness. Welcome back to Life Interrupted Radio. I'm your host, Sharon Saylor, as you probably already know that from SharonSaylor.com. And wasn't Teresa fantastic? Her viewpoints on health and influence and oh my goodness, I just love her, the way she talks about so many things. And one of them that, as you know, if you've been a listener to Life Interrupted Radio, towards the end of the show, we do just a little time for reflection, a little time to call it a guided meditation if you want, but I like to just call it a little time for reflection. And I usually choose something out of the time we've had with our guests to drill down onto one thing. And the one that I really wanted to drill down on right now is her quote from her uncle, Rolly, that people are perfect in all of their imperfections. Hmm. Isn't that just a wonderful thought? I love that. So let's just take a little time to reflect on not our imperfections, but all the ways you are perfect. Take some time to center yourself right now, getting comfy. Wiggle your fingers, wiggle your toes, and kind of scooch around until... You're able just to take some nice, deep, relaxing breaths. Mm, That's right. Feel all the stress of the week disappear here at your weekend. We're going to just take the next few moments to breathe into relaxing. And as you continue to breathe deep, wander over to that favorite spot of yours. You know the place real or imagined, but you go there in your mind, and it's a place where you can just let it all go, that's right, with a few more deep cleansing breaths, go ahead and on the exhale, make a noise, that's right, you know the exhale is where the body relaxes, so be sure and extend the exhale. And from this favorite spot, just take a moment to savor it. Drink it in. Look about you. Notice the colors, patterns, textures. What's it feel like right now there? Mm. Is there a nice breeze on your face or a stillness? How's the temperature? Just perfect, right? Continuing to deep breathe and letting it go on the exhale, making a noise if it feels right for you. Just letting it all go. 
And as you come to that place, just begin to think about all the ways you are perfect. That's right. What do they say? Imperfectly perfect. Giving yourself grace and love and appreciation and gratitude. Begin to think about all of those things that you are. Sometimes those things that you do pop into place. But let's take it down a notch to who you really are. That's right. Those things that you do are important. But as we drill down into those things that you do, Shine the light on how what you do shines who you are. That place of I am, that's right, that place of I am. Continuing to let your mind wander, you can go way back. We're into the future. There are no limits here. Your creativity, curiosity, imagination, and discovery. Just allow them to play in this idea of imperfectly perfect and that you are perfect in all your imperfections. That's right. Continue to breathe through that. If you notice any resistance, just take a nice deep breath. Maybe wiggle about and let it go. Let any of those little thoughts that you're like, hmm, where'd that come from? Let it go on your exhale, giving it back to the wind that your exhale creates to let it transform. That's right no longer needed here. Savor those moments, those times, in the past, in the future, and most importantly, in the now. Giving yourself lots of grace, appreciation, and gratitude for who you are. That's right, who you are. Continuing to breathe deep and savoring this moment. Knowing that you can come back here anytime. And start right back up again, same place, same feelings of, hmm, Delicious savoring, gratitude, appreciation. That's right. Letting it all go.
about all the ways you are perfect, letting go of those things that no longer serve you, that's right, letting them go on your breath and giving them back to the wind. As you continue to create this list, so you can bring it forward to your conscious mind, as you come back to the present moment, you can bring this list with you. So even in your conscious moments, you can pull it up and reflect on it, giving yourself grace and gratitude and appreciation for all that you are. That's right. It's so wonderful to have that list in your conscious mind for when things aren't quite going the way you want them or something is a little tickle or taggle in your life. You're able to recall that list. That's right. Able to breathe through those moments. That's right. Reflecting on how perfectly perfect you are. As you begin to come back to the present moment, drink in the savoring one last time on some nice deep exhales. Begin to come back to the present moment, ready to begin again with your list knowing that you can give yourself grace, appreciation, and gratitude at any time, whether you go to your favorite spot or do it right now in the present moment. It's all good. That's right. It's all good. Beginning to become more alert now. That's right. Some nice deep breaths. Begin to slowly open your eyes looking around to where you are here in the present moment. That's right, recentering yourself, grounding yourself to the now. Mm. Welcome back. Oh, thank you for taking that little journey with me. It's always my pleasure to be able to do those. It's Interesting how when we allow ourselves to go to our favorite spot and just allow our imagination, creativity, curiosity, discovery, all of those things to just wander, what you find about yourself. Now, you can do these techniques anytime, anywhere, any place. Take them with you, please. Take them with you. And then be sure and join me here every Friday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, for a new episode of Life Interrupted Radio. As always, go have a great week, whatever your adventures, and join me here next week. You can find out more about me and my work at SharonSailor.com, MindfulnessInActionBook.com, as well as LifeInterruptedRadio.com. You can find past episodes, transcripts, and other great gifts offered by our guests and myself over at LifeInterruptedRadio.com. So pop over there now as I sign off of this episode of Life Interrupted Radio and 
go make it a great day. And yes, please join me here again next week for a brand new episode. Enjoy. The information provided on LifeInterruptedRadio.com is for educational purposes only. What you hear, read, and see on Life Interrupted Radio is based on experience only. The information presented here should never be used for any legal, diagnostic, or treatment purposes. Always seek sound legal, medical, and or professional advice regarding any problems, conditions, and any of the recommendations you see, hear, or read here on Life Interrupted Radio. You've been listening to Life Interrupted Radio. To learn more, listen to other shows, and gain free resources that can help empower your life, be sure to stop by LifeInterruptedRadio.com. This episode is brought to you by MindfulnessInActionBook.com. To get your free four-minute guided meditation to relax, refresh, and renew in just four minutes, and who doesn't have four minutes? Stop by MindfulnessInActionBook.com now. This guided meditation is in handy MP3 format, so you can use it anywhere, anytime. Download it now at MindfulnessInActionBook.com. Do you want to be a better leader, have better relationships, become more self-aware, be a better communicator? Hi, I'm Sharon Saylor, best-selling author, professional speaker, and executive coach. And my life passion is empowering professionals to be the best that they can be. After years of working with professionals, I've discovered the seven things nobody is telling you that can cost you your clients, sales, and even your career. And I want to give it to you free. You've heard my show. You know my passion. And maybe we'll be working together sooner rather than later. So go grab this ebook now to find out the seven things that's costing you big time. Over at SharonSailor.com forward slash radio gift. This is the EWN Radio Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.